Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. There was a lot of negative talk in the run-up to the release of Captain Marvel, the latest superhero movie from Marvel Studios, and much of it seems to stem from the fact the lead character is a woman. I was dismayed to read posts that alleged Marvel was forcing diversity upon its audience and that a balanced cast featuring women and people of color was unwelcome. I've noted a good deal of resistance in the so-called strange and fanish press to inclusion of women and people of color, whether it's comic books or movies. Usually, it has been in reaction to a preponderance of those characters in relation to white males. And, again, usually, the negative reactions have been on the part of, you guessed it, white males. Now, I'm not going to use this review as a platform for a social justice crusade, nor am I going to dwell on my own preferences towards adherence to established character integrity. I will simply say that I'm disappointed by the reactions of many of my fellow fans. Having been a part of this heretofore fringe culture for decades that is populated by social outcasts and rejects, it saddens me to see us react in a similar fashion to those who tormented us. For every jock who made us the butt of jokes, there is now a nerd or geek ready to claim injured party status in the face of the inclusion of some traditionally underrepresented group. Captain Marvel is the first Marvel film to feature a female lead, and it is a fun movie. It has plenty of action, humor, and a measure of inspiration. I believe that everyone deserves to see heroes that resemble themselves, and Captain Marvel accomplishes that for young women. Brie Larson gives a delightful performance in the starring role. She plays Veers, a human woman with strange powers who has been living among a race of alien warriors called the Kree. Her past is a mystery to her. She's been suffering from amnesia since having awakened among the aliens following an accident six years earlier. The Kree are at war with another alien race known as the Skrulls. The Skrulls are shapeshifters who are able to assume the form of any being they see down to the genetic level. The battle between these aliens comes to Earth during the mid-1990s. The filmmakers have a lot of fun with period music and settings. When was the last time you saw a blockbuster video or Radio Shack? In the midst of the battle, Veers is joined by a young agent Nick Fury of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Samuel L. Jackson reprises the role. Veers and Fury must unravel the mystery of her past in order to save the future of Earth. Among the cast are Ben Mendelsohn, Jude Law, Jamon Honshu, Annette Benning, Lashana Lynch, Clark Gregg, Rune Tempty, Gemma Chan, Algenis Perez Soto, Chuku Moto, and a very talented child actress, Akira Akbar, who you may have seen in television's This Is Us. Everyone is good. As a fan of the original Marvel comics, it was great for me to finally see Kree and Skrulls. Both races are Marvel staples associated with the Fantastic Four. Disney's acquisition of Fox allowed for their reintegration into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Although be warned, what you'll see in this movie bears minimal resemblance to either the Jim Starlin Captain Marvel comics or the Ms. Marvel comics, which is what this character was called before becoming Captain Marvel. But that doesn't detract from the movie. I've come to accept that the comics, movies, and television shows are each their own thing. That is especially true here. Another first for Marvel Studios in this movie was a female co-director, Anna Bowden, 
who worked in concert with Ryan Fleck. Bowden and Fleck co-wrote the screenplay along with Geneva Robertson Dworet. All three collaborated on the story with Nicole Perlman and Meg LaFave. Story-wise, I think it fell apart in the final act. The setup was good, but without spoiling anything, I think the writers may have been trying a little too hard. I also think this film's connections with the upcoming Avengers Endgame created certain necessities of plot and story that had to be met in order for that connection to work. And those connections were made, I think, at the expense of Captain Marvel. It's a burden the movie just doesn't bear well. It doesn't ruin anything, but Captain Marvel could have delivered a far more satisfying conclusion. Another first was a female composer, Pinar Toprak, who is no stranger to comics properties having composed for Justice League and the television show Krypton, provides a dynamic and engaging score. Of course, as we've come to expect from Marvel, the effects are top shelf. This is a very good looking movie with high production values, albeit in line with established Marvel formulas. But I don't want to give you the impression that it doesn't take any risks, because the biggest was the female lead, and that pays off. Brie Larson makes the most of her opportunities, and there's a great chemistry with Samuel L. Jackson that both exploit to maximum effect, particularly when it comes to the comedic elements. With a total runtime of 124 minutes, it won't let viewers get tired. It's a pretty tame PG-13 action sci-fi adventure. With no questionable language, nudity, or sexual situations, it's fine for kids, especially girls who will potentially identify with several characters. I really wanted to like this movie more than I did, but I think the filmmakers overreached. A lot to admire, but too much to overcome. Two stars out of four. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. Fantastic Forum airs from 4 to 5 p.m. on Saturdays on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia.